I think that's one thing really to take away for any kind of luxury or premium brand is affiliate marketing really isn't about discounts and incentivization. It's such a bigger mix now and it can really offer some benefits to them. You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this e-commerce marketing focus podcast. If you're not familiar with how we do things here, well, each month we focus on a different marketing method like email or SEO or affiliates. And each week I interview a different expert to explore the latest advice on making it work for you. This month we're all about affiliate marketing. Yes, that marketing method which Lots of us hear about, many of us got burnt by back when we didn't know how to do it properly and which I believe is going to be one of the big channels of 2024. We've covered it from a couple of different angles already this month, but in this episode, we're talking about how you use it if you're a premium or luxury brand. Yes, probably the least obvious sector where you could be using affiliate marketing, but where there's huge potential. I'm going to be joined very shortly by a brilliant guest in this space who has huge depth of knowledge and experience in the affiliate marketing space. She's done it from every angle. She's been in it for a very long time and she's going to be sharing her advice on how it works for premium and luxury brands with some really curveball strategies for affiliates. So even if you're not selling premium or luxury, This is definitely one to listen to because you're going to learn some really different ways you could use affiliate marketing, even if your products aren't premium or luxury. Do make sure you listen right to the end of the episode, because at the end, my guest will be sharing her quick fire insider Insider tips. Where did the spider come from? Her quick fire insider tips to help you maximize the performance of affiliate marketing. And I'll be sharing my take on it all, plus outlining some more free ways we can help you improve your affiliate marketing even more. So stay tuned to the end. Genie Goals are the performance marketing agency for ambitious e-commerce brands. Their dedicated and award-winning team has over 40 years experience within the affiliate industry, including actual brand and client-side experience, having operated as an affiliate and working at a network partner. Plus, they're founding members of the APMA, the Affiliate and Partner Marketing Association. Genie Girls have launched and managed programs for many e-commerce stores, including SMEs like Only Curls and powerhouses like Carl Lagerfeld. They're platform agnostic and take a full funnel approach to make sure they're proactively growing your sales. Want to understand more about affiliates but hate the jargon and don't know where to start? Well, you can grab your free copy of Genie Goals Affiliate Marketing for Beginners guide now without even giving them your email address. Madness! Um, you can get it by going to keepopt.com forward slash genie goals, all one word. So G-E-N-I-E-G-O-A-L-S. That's keepopt.com forward slash genie goals for the perfect affiliate marketing for beginners guide. In this episode, I'm chatting with affiliate marketing expert, Red Barrington. Red provides on-demand digital marketing expertise via her agency, Red Star. Obsessed with customer journey and customer acquisition, they've been working with a number of luxury and premium brands to deliver effective affiliate marketing programs. Hello, Red. Hi. Great to have you here. Thank you for joining us. How did you end up in the world of 
affiliates, dare we ask? I actually have quite an interesting backstory. I won't tell you how long I've been doing affiliates for, but I've graduated from university and I had worked in the music industry. I'd actually worked with Simon Cowell and with bands like Foo Fighters and Westlife. And I came out with all this grand idea that I was going to go work in the music industry. And then I couldn't get a job and I saw a job at an affiliate network advertised. So I went for the job and I got it. And I started at this job as like their admin person. And within like about eight months, I was managing all their quite large clients, which was quite exciting. And then it kind of went from there. So I started on network side, worked on agency side, and I've also worked client side as well. And now I have my own agency and I support a variety of different organizations in essentially either setting up or optimizing their affiliate programs. You've had obviously lots of different roles over that time. Do you think affiliates has become easier or harder as a marketing channel over that time? It's certainly grown up. In uh, previous discussions, I've sort of started an affiliate marketing before voucher codes. There you go. That pigeonholes my age a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's certainly changed. It's got a lot more grown up. It's now professional. There are organizations. So a good example here would be someone like Top Cashback. They now advertise on TV, you know, I couldn't remember, you know, if you asked me that when I started, that's just crazy. It To me, it's easier because a lot more people understand what affiliate marketing is, but it's also still a little bit tricky because people also don't understand what affiliate marketing is. And it's still very much about those relationships, which makes anything tricky when you're dealing with humans, not just with ones and zeros. Exactly that. And that's the basis of affiliate marketing is, from my perspective, the role that I have is my relationship I have with my client and making sure that them and also internally and presenting internally what affiliates is and the benefits, but also the relationships you then have with your affiliates, your publishers. Gosh, we've gone full circle on what we call them now, but, you know, affiliates, publishers, affinity partners, whatever you'd like to call them, but they really are the partners of your business. And I think that's probably one of the most important factors for success in affiliate marketing is treating your affiliate and your publishers as your partners for your business because that's how you get the best out of them and you know you said how the the industry's evolved over all these years and kind of grown up I think I find it's fascinating we're doing an episode about how luxury and premium brands can't kind of just have a go at affiliates but can make it into a really important channel for them which 10 years ago five years ago you might hear people trying to talk about it, but none of those premium and luxury brands were doing it. But now it's become really huge. Do you think that's because the industry's grown up or are there other reasons that have meant premium and luxury brands want to be involved? I think there's quite a few things that play actually as to that kind of growth. And I think more widely in terms of affiliates, but also then specifically with luxury brands. I think generally there's a lot more pressure for customer acquisition and the sort of traditional paid media channels are very expensive now, like in terms of increasing cost. So some of the uh, marketing directors, et cetera, will hear about affiliate marketing, pay on performance. It's a great channel for us to then try and leverage. But I think one of the biggest factors is the diversity of the affiliate mix. It used to have a bad rep, affiliate marketing, and certainly it's seen as almost like an incentivized discounting channel. And that comes from those uh, sort of voucher codes, incentivized uh, affiliates that sit at that bottom of the funnel. But actually, we have seen in the last... I don't know, maybe five, 10 years, we've seen that diversification of the affiliate mix. So we're no longer just looking at the bottom of the funnel. We have a lot of top of funnel affiliates. And I think 
the biggest areas for sort of premium and luxury merchants, call them advertisers, whatever you'd like to call them, I think is that content piece, that there are a lot more content out there. PR, whether you like it or not, unfortunately, is a little bit more pay to play now as expected that you will have an affiliate link. And so that's really changed things. Lots more listicle articles out there and all of them are populated with affiliate links. A lot more content opportunities. So you'll notice that like all the top publishers or high published, you know, high traffic publishing sites in the UK, your Telegraphs, your Times, etc. They all have affiliate departments now. Quite growing affiliate departments is a big part of their how they make their money so therefore it's a good opportunity therefore these for premium brands to have access to those audiences we also have specific pr affiliates sort of engines where you can gain access to publications through cpc measures uh, so again giving opportunities for growing premium brands to access these kinds of publications also that diversity don't want to go into it too much uh, but influencers obviously. So product reviews, great opportunity again for those premium brands to maybe find some ambassadors. May not always be the traditional influencers we're thinking about, some of you might think about. So those you might find with beauty or maybe fast fashion, but there's certainly ambassadors out there. Other things under the affiliate mix would be around loyalty, which gives an unclosed user groups. So it gives access to very specific user groups that really can mirror that premium brand's audience. So good examples are re- reward platforms. So like Air Miles, for example, banking, card linking offers, where essentially you, you get cash back on your spend, but also closed user groups like employee benefit groups as well. So it gives access to those, those sorts of areas. So for a good example would be be, I know there are employee benefit groups out there that focus on employees in the financial groups. So, you know, financial companies. And that means you get access to a very specific member of staff who probably has a bit more money to spend, which aligns probably quite nicely with your premium brand and your premium organisation. So there's a lot of affiliate options now that kind of protect us from being seen as a 50% off voucher code or any of the lower end of the affiliate piece. But I would imagine you're still talking to luxury and premium brands who are a little bit worried about how their brand's going to be seen and everything. So is there anything else that such a brand should be doing to make sure the affiliate manager for such a brand doesn't wake up one morning for a, a very angry email from the founder going, this is that, what, what is this, this advert type thing? <laughs> so there are controls that you have is, you know, in your affiliate program and, The bottom line is when you have an affiliate program, the affiliate program is usually set up so you allow affiliates onto that program. So you decide who's there and who's not. So at the real basic level, you can block and you can decide that that publisher, that website can't be on your program. And that stops that problem straight away. However, I would always say, interestingly, I did a little bit of research before we came onto this podcast. I sort of did a did some research on some higher end premium brands plus voucher code plus coupon in the search engine, and they are all there. So the other flip side to this is if you are a premium brand, you have to accept that there is search traffic in your brand because it's a well-known brand plus voucher or coupon. And so I always say to my clients, it's better you own that relationship. So you have the opportunity to own that relationship. If they are on your program, they're bound by T's and C's. They have to adhere to those T's and C's. And at least then you can also tell them what they can and can't put on their site. So I always think that owning that relationship is more important. But also, most importantly, 
as a premium brand, you don't need to discount. You know, there's no need for you to say that you've got a 50% off. Actually, all the clients I work with at the moment, none of them have discounts or use discount codes. What they do instead is added value. So it might be free delivery. It might be a gift with purchase. And that's how they've leveraged their affiliate relationships. They have like free personalization and things like that. So it's all added value. It's none of this discounting. So, and I think the final bit I would always say is, I don't want to say the word policing, but part of an affiliate manager's role is to keep an eye on what's happening, keep everybody, you know, look at who your affiliates are, who is generating that traffic, who is generating sales, how are they doing that, and making sure you've got full transparency. And if you're not sure what they're doing, you find out. Love it. So for a premium, for a luxury brand, we're not necessarily saying any category of affiliates is off limits. We're just saying be clever in how you use them and and take those benefits. And I think that point of owning the relationship with the voucher people and the cashback people is just so, so critical for any retailer, really. Why wouldn't you own it? So we do those bits because they're really important. But the big focus, I would guess, is going to be on the PR and the content and the listicles and all those kind of pieces. Given, yes, you said about, you know, the newspapers and the magazines now have whole affiliate teams managing all of this and the links and the technicalities of it. But I would assume that if you really want to get into that element of the affiliates, you don't want to download your own software and install it as a Shopify app. You want to be joining a tried and tested affiliate network where the affiliate you're trying to get to promote yourself, the Telegraph, the Daily Mail, Vogue, whoever it might be, has already got a relationship with there. So it's super easy for them to set it up. Is that a fair assumption? Yeah, there's lots of benefits of being in a network. And you've just hit the nail on the head with that, which is there are already established relationships there. A really good example here would be an affiliate or a publisher called Skimlinks, and they provide the technology for where a publication can go in, log into their system, pick up a link for anything they want and populate their content article with affiliate links. And it's a one-stop shop for them. They only integrate with X number of affiliate networks. So if you're not part of that group, then you're missing out on a very big benefit, which you're trying to establish. So yes, there's a huge benefit of having that affiliate network, not just that they've got the established networks, they obviously offer all the software, the ability to have a one-stop shop there for invoicing and everything like that. And I think what's really interesting and what is changing, and we're seeing a big shift, is with affiliate networks, years gone by, it was, you know, they charged very large setup fees, integration fees. We then had fees, not just commissions, but override on that commission, which you paid to the network. It's now more being, we're now seeing more of a SaaS platform approach where you're just paying a percentage fee based on the the amount of revenue that's going through. And that's a big switch that Awin made actually in 2023. They also made it a lot more accessible for smaller brands. So they now have a very basic level package, which makes it much more attractive for maybe a premium brand who doesn't quite have a massive e-commerce presence right now, but is trying to grow that to dip their toe in the water into that affiliate world and especially to attract those content publications as well. Got you. And talking about those content publications again, you know, whichever country you're in, there aren't millions of them. The really big ones, you've got maybe 10, 20 tops that you want to be getting in with. They're not going to be the, the guys using skim links. They've probably got their own relationships. You need to get in front of them. If you go in cold with that relationship, you know, you're the affiliate manager at the brand trying to do this versus being someone like yourself who's doing this for multiple brands and therefore is a more valuable relationship for 
the newspaper for the magazine. Is this something that as a premium brand, what I'm trying to get to is should they outsource it or is it very viable to do this in-house, the management of it? Big question, I know. (laughs) Big question. It depends on the size of the organization and the opportunity, I think, for affiliates and whether that having that dedicated affiliate manager. I don't think having affiliates as part of somebody's job role, a wider job role, is necessarily a great thing because it generally gets put to one side, mainly because said person often isn't from an affiliate background. And so they kind of tickle it a little bit around the edges. Again, I think having an in-house affiliate manager is great, long as obviously you have that opportunity to grow that. Obviously, then you there's other opportunities such as, you know, smaller agencies and freelancers like myself. You know, it's difficult really to, to suggest, you know, what's beneficial, but it is hard. And a part of affiliates is having almost like your contact book, having your contacts, being able to tap into those. But if you are a nice premium brand, people generally would like to hear from you. And, you know, having that nice email address does tend to help you get your foot in the door. And and if not failing that, you just say you want to spend lots of money with them. And again, generally, that also opens up the floodgates to conversations. (laughs) I'm giving you my best tips here, by the way. Uh, (laughs) uh, But it's true. (laughs) So saying, don't go out via at Gmail or at Yahoo. You want the at brand email address. Yeah, you want the at brand email and you want a set subject line that says, I'd like to spend £20,000 with you, please. And generally that might get opened. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not, you're not going in with just a PR request, please feature me in your Christmas gift list. You're coming out with a, we've recently set up an affiliate campaign. We think your readers would be interested. We'd love to be paying you commission. What do you need? Yes. Just something I say a bit about PR, because again, I think, it's good to make your audience aware of, you know, there is some pushback that obviously then comes from the marketing function often and the relationship they have with their PR agencies. And I think often that they think that affiliates is taking away from the work that the PR agency is doing. But I always say, actually, it complements very much. So if you think about the work that someone like maybe the listicle articles and the work that publications do with skim links, I often say, well, that's to me, anything that comes through Skimlinks is coming through your PR agency. Here's a report that I'm going to send you every month so you can share that with your PR agency. But we can do things in affiliates that complements that. And a good example here would be I've done work where we've bought, I don't know, a feature in for sale, which isn't something really that PR agencies are that interested in. They're more focused on new lines dropping, etc. We've done a feature for, I don't know, our best sale product, joined a listicle article. And because we spent that money, They've then populated, you know, the client in other articles because we've paid a bit of money. You know, it really can complement. So, you know, I'm not saying everyone should just tread all over the PR links and the SEO links. I'm just saying that, you know, affiliates can complement that content piece and help drive that top of funnel awareness. Yeah, definitely work hand in hand with your SEO and PR teams because some of the parts is greater than the individual parts. Go back to that tried and tested one. Anything we've failed to mention that we should have informed the audience about using affiliate marketing for luxury and premium brands, Red? Or have we covered it all? I think some other interesting things that kind of coming or have come to fruition that shouldn't be ignored in affiliates, the rise of tech partners. So these are your CRO or Crow, however you prefer to pronounce it. They offer solutions. They work on a CPA basis. So if you, you know, if you have got e-commerce site, you don't have that solution on the site. There are tech partners that are literally plug in and play through your affiliate program. There's no need to add any kind of code or anything like that. I'm talking about the likes of uh, Intently, Upsell It. These are, you know, they have some very, very clever technical solutions like 
great things like, you know, if you're a new versus returning customer, they'll show certain messaging, product category. It doesn't overwrite what current affiliates are doing either. It sits nicely in your affiliate program and it can really help improve conversion rates. So I had was working with a client that was getting quite a lot of traffic from TikTok, for example, but it wasn't always converting very well. So we set up with one of these CRO solutions on a CPA basis, and they really helped to convert that traffic better by showing more relevant messaging. If they were on the site for a certain amount of time, they brought up a certain messaging. And again, it doesn't always have to be, and it definitely wasn't discount related. It was just underlining where they'd come from and a bit more about that proposition for the brand. I think that's one thing really to take away for any kind of luxury or premium brand is affiliate marketing really isn't about discounts and incentivization. It's such a bigger mix now and it can really offer some benefits to them. I've seen brands do similar things with abandoned cart emails when they can't work out how to get it set up in their own system. That's a whole other episode, but it fixes that gap of the conversion funnel for a short-term or a long-term scenario with very low risk for the brand because it's a CPA model. Exactly that. And that's, I think it's great, especially for some of the brands I've worked with are sort of medium-sized premium brands. And they've, you know, they're kind of at the embryonic stages of their e-commerce journey. They, some of them have had like stores for a while and having these opportunities is fantastic for them because there's so much good tech there. They have an amazing way of utilizing that site data to really help com- drive conversions. And I've seen some really impressive results. Yeah, it saves a lot of team effort, doesn't it as well? Brilliant. Thank you for adding that one. Okay, Red, it's been great picking your brains about luxury and premium brands on affiliate marketing. Listeners, remember to stay tuned right to the end so you don't miss out on Red's insider tips about affiliate marketing and my suggestions for more free resources to help you improve things even further. Genie Goals are the performance marketing agency for ambitious e-commerce brands. Their dedicated and award-winning team has over 40 years experience within the affiliate industry, including actual brand and client-side experience, having operated as an affiliate and working at a network partner. Plus, they're founding members of the APMA, the Affiliate and Partner Marketing Association. Genie Girls have launched and managed programs for many e-commerce stores, including SMEs like Only Curls and powerhouses like Carl Lagerfeld. They're platform agnostic and take a full funnel approach to make sure they're proactively growing your sales. Want to understand more about affiliates but hate the jargon and don't know where to start? Well, you can grab your free copy of Genie Goals Affiliate Marketing for Beginners guide now without even giving them your email address. Madness! Um, You can get it by going to keepopt.com forward slash genie goals, all one word, so G-E-N-I-E-G-O-A-L-S. That's keepopt.com forward slash genie goals for the perfect affiliate marketing for beginners guide. Okay, Red, so far we've gone deep into luxury and premium brands. Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of affiliate marketing. So for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with affiliates, which of course includes everything we've already been talking about. Red, are you ready for these? I am definitely ready. Okay, let's start with newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? Okay, so I've got a few points here. First of all, is affiliates right for you and your brand? Got to look at really, do you have significant, not significant, but enough traffic to your site? Do you have a suitable e-commerce store? 
B2C can definitely work from an e-commerce perspective. B2B can work. I've worked with B2B brands before, but you do need to make sure it's probably more commoditized products that like your mobile phones or accountancy softwares, et cetera. Always have a look at your competitors. And if they're doing affiliate marketing, it generally means it can work for you. And just really also think about whether the right partners, publications, publishers are out there for you too. My other sort of parts of newbie advice is understand the costs before you get involved. It's not just about paying commissions to affiliates. There are fees involved. But most importantly, you do have to budget for other promotions. So there needs to be a budget set aside for what we would call a tenancy agreement, further promotion to help basically drive your relationships with those publications. Make sure you choose a platform wisely as well. We talked a bit in the podcast today about the different platforms out there. Look at who they have on their platform. Don't just go with those that are cheapest. Uh, make sure you see who kind of organizations that they have on the platform, whether they sit aligned to you, because that generally means that they've got the right affiliates for you. And finally, we talked about this a little bit as well. Resource. Think about how you're going to resource the management of your program. Don't set up a program, please. And then just leave it and let it sort of just do its do, tickle it around the edge. Make sure you've got a plan in place to how you're going to manage that. So whether that is in-house, whether that is with an agency or whether it is with an individual or a freelance or however that works for your organisation. Which brings us nicely on to the next question, which is once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimising. You can't ignore it. So what's your favourite way to improve performance? Favourite way to improve a performance? I think the first thing at the outset, I'd always say affiliate programmes, bit like SEO, takes a long time to get going. Always give an affiliate program a good six months because it really does take a while. It can take up to a year to really get it going and optimizing. My top tips for optimizations, communications with affiliates is paramount importance. Outreaching, communicating, anytime you've got something happening with the brand, it helps you be top of mind with that particular affiliate. So part of that is then organizing yourself around comms and producing that comms calendar. So aligning yourself with marketing and making sure you know, so if we're talking about a luxury or premium brand, when something might be launching, you know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, is there a sale or anything else going on? What else is going on with the brand right now that you can share with affiliates? Other things about optimization is about strategic then use of affiliates and commissions basically to help then drive your affiliate program and also help meet your business objectives. So some good things here to think about are if you're looking for customer acquisition, new customer acquisition, uh, quite a few of my clients are focusing on this right now. There's an opportunity in a network to segment your commissions by new versus existing customers. So you offer a higher, a higher commission to new customers. You can also target AOV as well by looking at rewarding affiliates more commission for higher basket value. We talked about like there's no need to discount. Think about other ways you can add value through your affiliate program by things like free delivery. I cannot tell you how popular free delivery is as a, an incentive, much more than a 10% discount code. Gift with purchase as well. And another thing about communications and like aligning with marketing, which I've seen massive success with, is thinking about how you can use some of your you know, content partners much more strategically. Things like early access sale. I've done that with certain partners and publishers and it's worked really, really well. So yeah, just thinking about they really are your partners and how you can leverage that. Whoa, loads of great tips there. That was brilliant. I know, giving away all my best tips. <laughs> 
Okay, next question. If someone listening wants to learn more, is there a cheap or free resource you'd recommend? I think that's probably a good op- business opportunity for somebody. I genuinely feel that there's lots of sporadic bits of information here and everywhere, but there isn't like a go-to resource. You've got sites like Hello Partner that run the PI Live events. They're particularly good. I think the live events are really good, but whether there's like a resource online, I think generally a few communities, people in LinkedIn, but apart from that, there's really, I would say, not that great a resource. Some of the networks do have resources on their their website as well that you can look at. But as a kind of one-stop shop, it's quite tricky to find stuff on affiliate marketing. I like your recommendation of the face-to-face events there because I've been to a couple of them in the affiliate space and the amount you will learn if you're new to this space just by going around talking to the exhibitors, watching the sessions, talking to the other attendees. And affiliates do like to talk to each other. It's They're quite, quite odd from an e-commerce perspective. They're an event where the delegates actually talk to each other. But yeah, I think that that's a great place to start. Okay, crystal ball time. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months we should be getting ready for? Uh, I feel like every probably podcast you're going to do is going to mention the words A and I. But yeah, I'm afraid AI, AI integration, it is going to help massively with affiliate management. There's a few tools already out there where you can basically say, how did we do last week? And it sends you your stats. And if you do any kind of affiliate management, you know that that's worth its weight in gold because I'm so sick of seeing uh, Excel spreadsheets. So that's a great like time saver, which means you can spend more time you know, cultivating your affiliate relationships. I've touched upon this loads today, but collaborations, definitely going to continue seeing much more of that. So co-creation of content, showcases, maybe lives. I have brands that do lives with some of their partners too, which is quite exciting. Even podcasts, potentially. Other things, influencers, probably. I always put the caveat in with influencers that it can be quite tricky depending on who you are as the brand. And I think kind of the premium higher end, you generally want more ambassadors than you do the kind of influencers that you might see on TikTok. And tech as well. We've still got the kind of card linked offers as well. More tech partners. I think that's definitely more of the future. And probably just as a little caveat, GA4 is and and attribution. I don't want to talk about that too much, but I think that's certainly a challenge for affiliate marketers in the next six to 12 months, because as the kind of premium 360 clients is sunsetted uh, for UA, affiliates is not liked generally by GA4. And I think we're going to have a hard time as a channel to demonstrate the value that we're adding just because of the standard setup. And I've been talking to a lot of clients about using alternatives like attribution partners, which better reflect affiliates. Yes, it's going to be an interesting time in that arena, isn't it? Um, And that's like, that's a whole 12 month podcast. Yes. on its own. Red, thank you so much for all of that. We're very nearly at the end of the show. Could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business? You can find me as Red Barrington on LinkedIn and I also have redstardigital.co.uk. It'd be great to link in with you and find out a bit more about your affiliate challenges. Brilliant. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for sharing so much insight on this episode. I think it's, it's going to be a fascinating year for affiliates and I think mainly positive, but thank you so much for all your advice. Really appreciate it, Red. No worries. What a knowledgeable lady in the field of affiliates. Um, Whether you are working on premium and luxury or anything else, I shudder to think how many tips and ideas you got from that session. For me, one of the most interesting bits was, was how 
An affiliate plus PR process can help you get a lot more visibility in high-end press. I think that's clearly hugely powerful. And then something we didn't end up talking a lot about, but the closed user groups side of things. If you could get your listing into the corporate staff incentive discount package of top banks and you're selling those kind of products why wouldn't you? I mean, how awesome is that to get yourself in front of those things? And then the piece about you might not want to do loads of voucher codes, but owning that relationship with the voucher codes and controlling the sort of offers they're putting out there for you is clearly very powerful too. And then a really interesting take on whether or not you should use an affiliate network. And if you want to go after those big affiliates, make it easy for the affiliates, go after the big network play. Obviously, we're having some interesting and alternative points of view on that with the various guests we've got. It is not a not always a cut and dried answer, but I think in this scenario, it's fairly obvious. At the risk of now confusing myself, I will tell you that. You can get the links to all those things we discussed, the full transcript of the episode, important notes and more at keepoptimizing.com. Or you can use our special direct to episode short links. Just put keepopt.com forward slash the number of this episode into the URL bar and you'll go straight to the correct page on the website. When you get there, make sure you add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the things we share to help you improve your business. And if you've enjoyed this episode, then well, we've got one more affiliate episode to come. But for now, do check out the previous three episodes. Just scroll up your feed and look for the ones that start with affiliate and you will see deep dives into different areas of affiliate marketing. So enjoy those and you can find all our affiliate content, not just what we're putting out this month via keepopt.com forward slash affiliate. Please do tell your fellow marketers about the Keep Optimizing podcast because we create it to help as many of you as possible to do better marketing. And right now, that's what we all need to do is better marketing, get better ROIs, better ROAS, better performance. So please do share this with them so we can help them as well. Have a great week. Make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z. Genie Goals are the performance marketing agency for ambitious e-commerce brands. Their dedicated and award-winning team has over 40 years experience within the affiliate industry, including actual brand and client-side experience, having operated as an affiliate and working at a network partner. Plus, they're founding members of the APMA, the Affiliate and Partner Marketing Association. Genie Girls have launched and managed programs for many e-commerce stores, including SMEs like Only Curls and powerhouses like Karl Lagerfeld. They're platform agnostic and take a full funnel approach to make sure they're proactively growing your sales. Want to understand more about affiliates but hate the jargon and don't know where to start? Well, you can grab your free copy of Genie Girls Affiliate Marketing for Beginners guide now without even giving them your email address. Madness! Um, you can get it by going to keepopt.com forward slash genie goals, all one word. So G-E-N-I-E-G-O-A-L-S. That's keepopt.com forward slash genie goals for the perfect affiliate marketing for beginners guide.